morning, everyone. This is MP Stradom again with the Mind World Podcast. And today, my co-host, Jean Roux, cannot be with us. So, Jean, sorry, you're going to be missing a good episode. On the Mind World Podcast, we talk about everything digital and interesting. And, of course, the whole idea of warping your mind and getting you thinking is what we're all about. So, you're welcome to like the podcast, subscribe to it as well, and share it with your friends. And also, of course, uh, to comment, uh, give us your thoughts and tell us about other people that you'd like for us to talk to. We sometimes get our best suggestions from other guests or from our listeners that way. Today, we have an interesting episode for you. We've often talked with partners before, and today is not going to be an exception. But we have reached out and we are growing in a region which a few years ago was very, very foreign for minor people. So I have two Russian guests with me today, and I'm I'm going to introduce them uh, very quickly to you and ask them to elaborate. The first person is Mikhail Kletsky. He is General Director or CEO of Matchpoint Consulting. And our second guest is Alexei Chechen. And Alexei is, is a project manager with MinRP. And of course, you know, having someone that knows how to run complex and big projects in regions where we don't all speak the language is absolutely key for us. Welcome, Mikhail and Alexei. Thank you. Hi, hi, MP. Hi, Alexei. Thank you Thank for you. introduction. I should say, or something like that. That's about as much <laughs> Russian as I picked up. <laughs> good um, enough. <laughs> yeah, good enough. Good enough. Well, okay. If anyone that laughs at me, you know, you're welcome to try something in Afrikaans for a turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm really impressed there, Alexei. That is, that's something else. Okay. Uh, bye, Duncan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Miguel, let's start with you. I just introduced you as General Director of Matchpoint Consulting, but the two of us met, what was it? I don't know, three, four years ago, maybe even a little bit when, longer than that. Four, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thereabouts. And as we were introducing uh, enterprise solutions uh, for the mining world to some Russian clients of both of ours, and you took them in, uh, to a tour of South African operations, mining operations, and that's where we met for the first time, wasn't it? Yes, I, I think that even maybe a bit before then virtually, then we discussed this uh, reference visit. Yes. And uh, yeah, the first uh, the first discussion about minor P was uh, at the strategic session we prepared uh, uh, for our client. And that time I was working for IBM consulting services and we prepared the interesting strategic session, bringing the broad international experience. And we had a good colleague of mine sitting in South Africa, mining engineer. Gary, who was with us in Moscow, and he also talked about the capabilities and unique value of uh, MinerP products. And as I know now, he joined uh, MinerP, so <laughs> the world is tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Gary Rolf is one of our senior value engineers at MinerP. He now sits in our Canadian offices. And actually, you know what, Gary and I worked together at MinerP, or what at that time was GMSI, a good almost 20 years ago before he then joined Anglo-American and did lots of work at the mines and thereafter IBM and of course, so the world goes. But Mikhail, you know, while we're talking about that, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit more? Tell us about your background and, and how did you come to run Matchpoint Consulting? Okay, so first of all, I'm IT person. So I came from, from IT side to mining and I've been working in IT, I think that 20 plus years already. 
right. started as a system engineer in plant flow automation projects and I did it several years and from the first project I was working for so-called natural resource industries where we have upstream downstream uh, mining oil and gas uh, some chemical mining companies so I started with the lowest level of automation from the ground then I was in IBM and SAP touching their uh, corporate system enterprise corporate system so for the moment, I have quite a broad view of the possible IT landscape and innovative things you can do for, for enterprise companies. Yeah. So from the bottom to top, <laughs> and my last place was uh, IBM, where I was, was working in global business services, uh, leading the projects primarily for mining companies like Naritsk Nickel, Polus Gold, and some others, Gazprom Neft, who is from oil and gas. And uh, these are the really innovative clients in, in Russia, and I'm proud to be in, in that teams with them. And we did uh, very interesting projects with them. And as we already mentioned, uh, during our um, strategic session with one of our clients, we also talked about minor P, and I've got the great idea of this uh, approach that Miner P proposed to the market and we go deeper. We invite clients to the reference visit and we find out that this is a really a product uh, which will be required by everybody in the near future. So we started our collaboration with Miner P and we make it known on, on the, our local market. And uh, then, uh, then I decided uh, to left IBM because IBM did a, quite a big transformation inside the company, especially in our market. So I've decided that is a very good time to start something uh, from scratch, uh, my own business. And that was the really perfect time because uh, you know that the, I have a kind of age of experience, so I know a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, my nervous uh, Nervous are quite strong after the, all the implementation I did, and so I, I, can, I can start to do something strong enough, really interesting. Strong enough that you decided with some colleagues to start a new company in uh, 2020, which was right smack dab in the middle of COVID lockdowns. Yes, yes. And, and maybe, maybe COVID has also helped us because, um, you know, this is from one side, this is time of new technology from another side. While you are sitting at home, not traveling every day to the office, you've got maybe two hours more. So you can reflect a yeah. bit about your life and about the future of your life and maybe plan it a bit differently. So it's a time for innovative thinking, not only for big companies, but also for every person on the earth. <laughs> at That's least it was with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, Alexei. Um, Alexei. You, you know, I heard, or Mikhail was just talking about new and innovative projects and so on. And you are no stranger to projects, certainly as you as you take on implementing minor P projects, you'll know that uh, the big projects require you know, lots of experience and lots of capabilities in the world of keeping things going and making sure that we stay on track. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background and how did you end up being a project manager with minor P? Thank you, MP. I've had a very interesting journey in my work career. I've tried various different things, starting from being an apprentice on a workshop floor, building ultralight, microlight aircraft, when we just moved to South Africa wow. from Ukraine. 
1995. Okay. Yeah, I came here with my parents just after finishing school. So that was my first gig. And after yeah. that, yeah, I've done some studying at university and returned back to the family business and ended up running it with my dad for a number of years until I got an opportunity to go work in Russia on a mining construction project uh, back in 2008. And uh, that's where my career mm-hmm. in the mining industry started. So I was involved on various projects, mining construction primarily, because I was working for a mine construction contracting company. It was formerly shaft sinkers. Later on, it was bought out by UMS Group. I started there as a quantity survey on the project and then moved up the ranks, became the commercial manager for the group. So my main experience was primarily based around the contracting and uh, contracts management on these large construction projects. Some of them were quite big. One of the projects was uh, close to $300 million. The others were wow, similar scope. significant. Yeah, so they were, they were infrastructure projects uh, where we sink the shafts and build the underground infrastructure for the mines. So that was the bulk of my experience. Then um, a few years ago, when the shaft sinkers uh, group of companies started going through some hard times, I became involved in the legal side of things as well. The company was downsizing, so it was all hands on deck and you know, do what you're good at and what you can. So I took up the mantle of the, the first line of defense for legal issues. Not by choosing. <laughs> the, the CEO asked me to, so I you know, stepped up to the plate and carried on. And uh, later on, in, I think it was 2019, we had a vacancy in the IT department. So I've uh, offered my services there as well and became the unofficial manager for the IT department for the company. <laughs> so just prior to joining Minor P, oh. I was doing, yeah, I was running the, the legal and commercial functions and the IT in that organization. Early in my 20s, I did a stint as a programmer for a UC, company called UCS. Mm-hmm. I don't think they exist anymore right now. They were taken over by Accenture at some point in time. And that's when the IT bug bit. And I'm also an enthusiast when it comes to information technology and you know all things IT. So I always wanted to get into this industry. My first interaction with uh, your co-host, John Rue, was around about 2016 when a mutual friend introduced this because I wanted to get out of the mine construction sector and get into the, the IT. I was hoping to leverage my skills and as a manager and with a project management background to try and migrate, but obviously not wasting everything that I've learned to date about the mining industry. So mine RP seemed like a perfect Good. fit. Yeah, so a mutual oh. friend introduced well, me to John. Uh, it's, a, it's a good fit for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so far, it seems to be working well. I'm three months into the job, and it's really exciting. So I'll forever remember that fateful day when I went for the first cup of coffee with John, and uh, you know we chatted <laughs> informally. And yeah, eventually, it uh, led me to becoming involved in this company. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's great. That's excellent. So, Michael. Just very quickly then, you know, we've talked about some of the backgrounds and you mentioned about how we were still, of course, good partners with IBM globally, but that there was this understanding that the enterprise problem solving kind of focused at IBM at that time and companies like SAP and of course also Minor P brings to the table is different from, from just implementing small, you know, point solutions. So just very quickly to your side. How do you see the world of digitization, specifically maybe in the Russian region or the CIS region, 
Is there a lot of adoption of digital technologies? Is there is there a future focus there or or, or are companies very traditional? Huh. Frankly speaking, this is a huge topic. It's not, not a quick one. <laughs> well, I try my best. I try my best. <laughs> uh, so I, I can say a lot of it because um, I would say that digital transformation as a big, uh, big uh, topic is uh, very important in, in Russia and it's supported by government and uh, everybody. And uh, maybe this is uh, the, the first time then it's really huge and at the country level. And every company are competing with each other for to be the, the most innovative, <laughs> I would say. And many companies establish their uh, digital labs. There they do some experimentations and try to build some new solutions, small or big, that depends on, on, on their ambitions, but everybody is doing something. I want to taste something just, just with you very quickly, uh-huh. uh, because you triggered a thought when, I, when you said that. It seems to me like, um, or it seemed to me, that Russian companies, especially the very big ones that I've run into, are are not scared of developing even intellectual property or you know trying their hands at developing their own technologies, as opposed to only buying off-the-shelf technologies. Maybe a little bit more so than than many of the other international companies that I've seen before. Is this something you've picked up? Yes, I, I think that these digital labs are growing, and in some cases they are becoming insourcing IT companies. And then we see it in banking. It's okay because uh, banking, I would say that IT is uh, uh, is the core business for banking now. And, mm. But we see it even in mining or gas companies. Uh, most of them have the insourcing IT company who can do a lot. They can implement SAP. For the company, they can support, of course, everything, and they can do some new things. Some of them are more successful, some of them less, but this is a this is a current trend, I would say. Hmm. Sorry, as I, I interrupted your train yeah, of thought. Yeah. Please go ahead. <laughs> so, and of course, if they have such a labs, they are doing their own solutions, and uh, one of the important topic is a kind of commercialization of these solutions. So, the next level, the most advanced ones are going to resell it to, to other enterprises. That is interesting that this is not just the Russian trend. I, I, I see it also worldwide, um, especially then I was worked for IBM. We worked at the global level and collaborate a yeah. lot with our global teams. And it's interesting that mining was, I think, the first industry where we I saw two marketplaces opened um, last year, uh, which the purpose of this marketplace is like an Apple store, but for enterprises, where one enterprise can sell some application to other enterprise. One marketplace mm-hmm. was developed by IBM and Shell, and another one, I think, mm-hmm. by Norris Knickel and BCG, something like this. So that they started a new approach to the digital uh, application in companies. I don't know how yeah. successful they are for the moment, but that is an interesting fact, at least. And it's interesting also that that is some of the thinking behind MineRP's approach as well. You know, the whole idea of building a platform that takes care of information management, piping and security and data management and and so on, and then allows other providers and partners to build speciality solutions on top of that platform. This is something that you see even with, with companies like Facebook. Book and 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 many others, Uber, etc., who who open the platform for further applications beyond the basics that 
that is offered by the company. Uh, yes, I, you're completely right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you said that it, you know, this is not necessarily unique to the to the Russian industry, but I do want to ask you. You know, if you look at the at the Russian mining industry, I'm sure there are things that you would say is unique, if not in what they do, then even in you know the stage that the that the industry finds itself at right now. You know, what are some of the trends that you that you've noticed mm-hmm. in the industry? So one of the trends you already mentioned, this is platforms. And uh, everybody is talking about platforms when we are talking about digitalization, because this is a really a good approach and companies are building platforms for different purposes, like upstream platform, yeah. downstream platform or the platform for procurement. And this is a really open, open um, baseline where we can put on top some application and where we can invite their suppliers or clients to collaborate digitally. And in this setup, Miner P looks very, I would say, in the right way as a platform for mm-hmm. the underground or open pit mine planning and uh, monitoring. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely, this is one of thing. Another thing is, um, as I already said, this is a growing uh, in internal IT services, which is everywhere. I think that most of the companies were completed or on the last stage of implementing. Um, all required infrastructures projects, especially for underground, where, where it is more difficult. I mean, uh, yeah. positioning, uh, Wi-Fi, industrial Wi-Fi, all the communication. So now everybody can get uh, have a lot of data and they want to use it and they start to use it. So the, the first thing is an autonomous operation, which is growing. Another thing everybody is thinking about planning in real time, operative planning, where we can yeah. Replan, replan based on the effect they have. This uh, some topics about integrated planning, which is definitely the next step because it's it's the planning of all functions in in one environment. For this purpose, they need to build the production planning first because it's a core function that should be planned in uh, first. Mm-hmm. Many companies are talking about sustainability and CO2 reduction, carbon footprint yeah. reduction. Oh. Absolutely. And we already have got uh, first carbon neutral nickel or and other metals. So everybody thinking wow. about it and transforming their business. And surprisingly, surprisingly, blockchain. If you're talking about IT stuff, <laughs> the blockchain is a quite uh, yeah. growing approach. Yeah, and there is a lot of interesting questions, uh, cases uh, for blockchain, like trusted source of some metals mm. tracked by in blockchain system, and all the blockchains, uh, blockchain system is going is pretends to be global uh, yeah. and they are talking about ecosystem and the communities and uh, yeah. I think the next step will be about carbon footprint. Uh, we have a case where the blockchain platform was developed to to sell some rare metals like palladium or nickel through the cryptocurrency uh, which you can, oh. in this case, you can buy just a, a small portion of this metal or invest in this metal. Uh-huh. Started from, yeah. I don't know, one dollar, for example, and be part of it, of this community if you want. So it's starting right. uh, now as well. And um, if we are talking about um, the mining uh, <laughs> itself, then the company taking in account on digital things. So they change the vehicle and machines they, they are buying to the digitally mm. enabled to be able to collect all the data they want, uh, they want to track it, they want to 
put analytics on top of it. They want to be able to reschedule all the crew and uh, works uh, quite in real time, I would say. Yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. Alexia, one of the things that people always realize is it's fairly easy to talk about you know, technology and you know, even fancy words like blockchain and digitization. But that's really not the complicated part of the, of the discussion. As you've implemented these kinds of big projects and seen or experienced the resistance to change and, and how people have to be motivated, why don't you share with us maybe a little bit of, of some of the challenges that you think that companies have to take into account when they embark on these big projects? Yes, MP. Uh, all the digital buzzwords have been front of mind for everybody uh, recently. It's uh, because it's new, it's exciting, and you know, everybody wants a part of that action. But uh, yeah, the big part in any project, I think it doesn't matter whether it's a construction project or a technology project, are the, the people uh, whose lives you're going to be impacting by doing that project and whose lives will be hopefully enriched and made easier by whatever you have to offer implementing through the implementation of your project. Cultural fit is one of the big factors here. And when a company like MinorP, for example, with uh, coming out of South Africa with South African cultural values, tries to break into new markets, for example, Russia, which in a lot of instances uh, is very similar, the culture. We also, uh, you know, Russian people tend to be very direct, just like uh-huh. South Africans. They don't beat around the bush. <laughs> and yeah. um, But there are still a lot of nuances where the cultures are quite different and the expectations are different. Uh, The way that people conduct business, the way they go about their daily lives. And those are the things that you that you have to factor in into any implementation that can either make or break your project. If you don't have the right the right approach and if you don't understand culture well enough, you can just lose lose your pants, as they say colloquially. The project uh, is most likely not going to be successful uh, or it might end up being successful, but with a huge overrun. So it's very important to consider those factors when you are talking about implementing projects in a foreign country. And in in this instance, uh, having local partners like Mikhail and uh, his technical director, Alexei, my namesake, it's very important because uh, I've spent more of my life in in a Western country, South Africa, I consider it to have a Western mindset, uh, not not uh, so much an Eastern mindset. And Russia is a very peculiar case because it has uh, its own blend of culture and uh, it spans such a vast distance and incorporates so many different regions and nations that it's, it has developed its own culture set. So despite my heritage, a lot of that knowledge I, I may not have because I haven't lived there day to day for the past 20 odd years. And you need local guys like Mikhail and Alexei to guide you through those uh, currents and uh, the underwater stones. So, Mikhail, if you know, if you think of Matchpoint now, tell us a little bit more of, of how Matchpoint, you know, is ideally positioned uh, to assist mining companies to get value from the technologies that Miner P brings to the table. The mission of Matchpoint is uh, to make our client more productive. And uh, our idea is and how we can help them. We can bring uh, the best uh, of the breed technology globally available for mining. And MinerP is one of the very good examples of such a technology. So we are happy to mm-hmm. be a partner of MinerP and to help MinerP to adopt the approach 
and implementation approach and maybe even the product to the local market. And uh, you know that we are working now on the localization of uh, the product into Russian language and mm. trainings, uh, documentation, which is very important during the implementation process and which is very important for our clients, of course. So in Minapi, we talk about adapting, adopting and entrenching, you know, and adapting is both what the client does and of course what we as a product house do to, to adapt our product to be appropriate for that market. And then you help the client to adopt the solutions into their world, you know, with all of the perspectives that Alexia just talked about. And then of course, eventually you said you want to help them to mine better. So that's about entrenching it in such a way that it actually makes a positive impact in the way that they mine every day. Yes, and this one is also very important because all companies, then they start a new project, they are looking for business benefits, the valuable, measurable results. And finally, yeah, they yeah. want to improve productivity, they want mine, mine more or mine better, uh, and we, we need to help them with this, so we need to set up the product in the, in the right way to, to really help them. And I think that change management is crucial for this because resistance of change mm -hmm. is the, in the nature of everybody. And nobody wants to do something in the new way uh, all of a sudden. So that, that is also important yeah. part of the project, as Alexei said. And uh, this is why the, we are trying to talk with the top management because uh, if we do not have the top management support, uh, we will not be able to successfully implement anything. Right. That is really fascinating. I think, you know, we can probably carry on talking about this for days, but the, <laughs> you know, if I can summarize, uh, you know, every region that we've implemented our solutions in, whether it is in Africa or in North America, Latin America, Australia, there are nuances that are different, you know, and even of course, within a region between companies that you find that specifically old companies have very, very specific cultures and you've got to implement a solutions in a way that makes sense. And that's why we really treasure the marketplace partnership that we have with companies such as Matchpoint. And, and Mikhail, for you and Alexei, can we wish you all in this new endeavor. Now, of course, with the work that you're doing with MinorP, but in general, also with your new company and trust that it'll be a, a very fruitful and successful company. And as we do projects together, we cannot wait to see the success that comes from that. Thank you very much. I'd like to draw to a close. We always, you know, make it a little bit personal at the end. <laughs> we ask people or our guests what they have on their bedside table. You know, what are you reading? So I'm going to start with you, Mikhail, and then go to Alexei. What are you doing in your spare time or what's on your bedside table? Huh, that's an interesting question. So, frankly speaking, I'm quite busy all, all the days. So in most cases, I'm not reading, but listening the books. Then I'm traveling right, okay. in, in the car. I do it a lot, so, but I still have a normal book. So I think that I'm reading two books in, in simultaneously, one listening in the car and another <laughs> reading uh -huh. at the night. Right. <laughs> and for and, the moment, and, I and, can... and someone say that men cannot multitask, you know, so that's, yeah. not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But, but I plus... that's different in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but they, I, I would say that they are in, uh, maybe in the one uh, direction. Uh, the, the one is interesting book they called the diamond cutter by michael roach and this is not about uh, mining it's more about the 
the rules uh, of the world, how we live, uh, maybe even if we not uh, men- um, know about it, <laughs> but it's better to know yeah. to avoid some um, <laughs> issues in our life. And uh, this book also helps to to build business in the right way. So that is that is I would say this is this is maybe psychology or philosophy, but for me it's a good business book. Yeah. And the second one, okay. which I'm reading on the paper, this is also interesting one. It's called The Theory of Casts and Roles by Alexei Kroll. And he is the IT guy. He's an entrepreneur from Russia. He's living now in um, California. Quite successful businessman in the area of computer games. And he invented very interesting theory, which is also helped me to build a strategy of the business of, of my life. So... I would recommend to read this book. That sounds fascinating. We keep a list of all of the books that our guests read. And Anika, who's our producer, will will be putting that up uh, on our website as well. Alexia, over to you. What are you reading? MP, thanks. Uh, To echo Michal's sentiments, I haven't had a lot of time for reading lately, especially since joining MinRP. (laughs) (laughs) That's the right answer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there's just been there's been a lot to do and uh, a lot to get used to. So I've been absorbing the induction and study materials that the company has produced <laughs> so far. But in general, I enjoy audiobooks, although I prefer reading on paper. On my audiobook list, I've got uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. It's a very interesting podcast. And uh, he does a very interesting human take on history rather than just history itself. And uh, on my hard copy reading list, I've got a couple. So I've got Scrum Body of Knowledge on my iPad. <laughs> I've got, I've got uh, one of the Daughter of the Empire series. It's a fiction type reading by Raymond Feist and Jenny Woods. I love the, the whole series of Raymond Feist, uh, starting with The Magician. And I also enjoy sci-fi books like Philip K. Dick, um, Asimov. So when I have spare time, those are my go-to. Well, then on that high note, I'm going to wish you all the best and may the force be with you. (laughs) (laughs) Likewise, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Mikhail and Alexei, for your time and for telling us a little bit more about the Russian and CIS region and our joint plans for, for bringing value to the mining industry there. We wish to talk to you soon and hopefully next round we're going to be talking about a case study and where we did work together. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you you very much.